Blimey. <laughs> um, where do you start? Um, I, I've got to get one thing out of my head, which is I keep wanting to call it extremely cold feet. Because it's, you have, you've scared us witless with that. Absolutely witless. Um, and I suppose that, I just want to ask you, what's going to happen? What's going to happen you that. To I'm not going to tell you that. It's like many more disasters to come. Every week it's... it's um, I, mean, I, I can't wait for you to see it, because that's just the beginning, really. It's... Um, what a cast. Do you know, I'm sitting over there and I'm just thinking, I've seen it a hundred times now, that cast is just amazing. So, um, 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 yeah, we had a long debate, actually, as to whether you get a trail at the end of that, you know, and we sat there in the office going, should you have a trail? Should you think they've all died in a nuclear explosion at the end? Should you not? And, and actually, they don't all die. We decided to put a trail on the end just to show BBC One City. Will people come back the next week? Will people come back the next week? So, um, I still don't know if that's the right thing to do, to be honest. I still think to have ended on Rosie saying, what happens now? Mm. Uh, would be brilliant. But, yeah. Anyway. It's television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, we obviously all laughed a lot. and You made us laugh a good a audience, heck of thank lot. you. What I can't... You know what struck me sitting here in Cardiff? Two Welsh boyfriends and they're both thick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a worry. That is a bit of a worry. Yeah. <laughs> One of them with a robot, but, um, one of the earth is flat. How on earth are you, you going to make us laugh in episode two? Oh, you do. I mean, that's, that's, that's why I wanted to make this family-based. I wanted to do a series that's about the world. I mean, it's funny, you watch it, because it's like, it's set five years in the future, and then we go, we go further forward. But actually, that's all a device. It's actually about now, isn't it? That's today. That's right now, or two minutes' time. Um, so that's what it's about. So you see that through a family, because no matter what, a family keeps going. That's what you discover. It's, it's like every episode moves on a year. So actually, the next episode is in 20... Where are we? 2025. And, um, you know, you very quickly find out where the family is, and they're still together, and they've got such journeys to go through. Um, you know, um, there's a long way to go for all of them. So... Families are always funny, you know, you can, you can mm -hmm. sit through a nuclear war with a family and, you know, you can go to a funeral with a family and there's jokes happening or, you know, equally, you could be at the most fun party and a disaster's happening with a, with a family. That's what families are like, so that's why I wanted a family at the heart of this. I think if it was about a couple living through history, then the couples are fractious, you know, they'd probably mm -hmm. fall out of divorce. Whereas of a family, no matter what happens, you keep coming back to Muro's. Muro's house is the centre of that. Anne Reid is the centre. Every week it comes back. It's not always her birthday. You always come back for like family weddings and 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 and, and someone else. Do we have Daniel's birthday one week? So you always come back to that house, no matter what's happening in the world. It's a centre. It's it's a mm -hmm. heart. So, but yeah. it but it is really a, a very powerful political drama as well, with a small p, not a big p. I suppose um, so, Probably yes. the, the most political thing you've done. Yes, so yes, yes, yes. It's funny that, because I always think, yeah, I know what you mean. I always think, I think I've been a political, I get what's called I think gay. you've always been political. Well, right. I do, because yeah. it's yeah. like, I mean, even in Doctor Who, every year I killed the Prime Minister for four mm. years running. <laughs> it did. Well, Actually, can you do that? <laughs> exactly. And not everyone would do that. It's like, yeah. you know, that hasn't happened since before or since. It's, it's something I really believe in doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Whoops. And, and I think I think that comes from like from you know I wrote Queer as Folk years ago and stuff like that. If you write about the lives of gay men in twenty first century society, you're actually writing a, a political drama, a political whether you like act. it or not. Yeah. And uh, so that was, and also I find it missing on television. I do, 
you know, I like a vampire and a ghost and a detective and a murder, and I've put more of those on screen than a lot of people, but I, you know, the world is hot at the moment and strange and puzzling and getting worse, that we're not getting out of this. And, um, and I find that missing on television. What you find on television is, I'm saying the obvious now, but it's very slow, especially drama, is very, very slow. You write something, it can take a year to them, for them to agree to it, and then it takes a year to get made, and then it takes, you know, it can sit on a shelf for six months or a year. You know, so a lot of stuff you're watching could be three to five years old by the time it gets to screen. And I sit watching it thinking, where's the world? Where's the world? Not in every drama, you don't want mm. it to hold up a romance or a detective stuff, but, but where, but actually times are strange now. Where is the world? And even soap operas have a good six month delay in their story, and it's not their job to put government on screen. I mean, now you have a hard time mentioning the government and, it, and it, it's all changed by tomorrow. Um, but that was the, the feeling. So this has been made, it hasn't been made fast, but it's been transmitted very fast. Mm. We finished shooting in on the 8th of March and it's going out on the 14th of May. And that's terribly fast. Yeah. For, and I, I, if you've made drama, you know, that's, we are editing like mad at the moment mm. to, to get it made and done because it's current. It's very, and it's, when it we is, have those Euro elections, people will be saying vote for people. I know, vote they for will. Vote Seriously for, will. And uh, things that, you know, those... those those artificial Chinese islands are real. Yeah, they, they started they building those in 2014. They are, and they do have, they say, a military capacity, some of them. It's like, it's, it's an artificial island. It's bizarre, isn't it? It they is. Built them, you know, they built them on sandbanks, and, and, and they, have, they have big populations on them. And, but, but the thing that fascinates me is you, you, you clearly, I mean, it's, it's in the cuttings, that you thought of this drama nearly 20 years ago. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I suppose I'm wondering: Were you incredibly prescient, or was it a very different piece in your head when you first started well, no, thinking I mean, about it? Twenty years ago, I wasn't thinking of artificial Chinese islands. I was just thinking, who was? <laughs> Not even the Chinese were thinking that then. Um, but it's like that as a writer: you have a store of ideas in your head, without the details. But but it, it, it's, when you get to episode six, there was a huge, pivotal, vast scene between. Stephen and Celeste, between the husband and wife, that actually, I looked at it the other day and I dated it, and that's been in my head for 25 years of, of a showdown between a husband and wife that is, that is huge. Um, God, 25 years, I've been, I've been waiting for the right drama to put that in. So for the, I've, what I've always wanted to do is, is both the world is, there's two things happening. The world is getting hotter, and so I wanted to put that on screen. But what I've always wanted to do anyway, which is slightly separate, it sounds like the same thing, but but we're essentially very comfortable in this country. It's, 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 you can, you can have, we've got food banks, we've got poverty, we've got all sorts of things, but look at us here in a chapter audience. I think most of us are all right, and I think there's a great body of middle class people. We've been through a recession, we're all right. You know, we are, there are, there are vast and terrible things happening in Africa, in, 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 in Asia, in, in huge parts of the world that we're kind of insulated from. And we feel like, you know, when you see, when you, when, when you see terrible things happening, you know, when you think of like, when you see terrible things happening, you think it'll never happen here. And um, it's that feeling of, of it'll never happen here. And, and, and even, even as I get older, as I get older, I realise that World War II was like yesterday. When I was, was growing up, I thought it was like a million years ago in black and white. And as you get older, you see the span of time, and you think, God, that was, that was going on a few hundred miles away in Germany. It's, and it was going on here. And um, I think we're very safe. Um, what it, it, and, what particularly exacerbated this in my thinking now was, it's a terrible thing to, to use as, to talk about in public as inspiration, was that toddler being washed up on a beach in Greece, a dead toddler on, in our newspapers. And, 
But what I'm talking was all of us, everyone I knew said, it all has to change now. It'll all, everything will change now. We can't put up with this. It's all going to change. And nothing changed. Nothing. In fact, it's worse. In fact, it gets worse and worse and worse, and, and nothing is changing. So, so I've always wanted to do a drama in which, which the problems that we think are third world problems are actually our problems. And, and in this, they do get closer and closer and closer. You bring it back. Still home. a laugh, though. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to sell without making people think, oh, I'll just but, watch but with some murders instead. Yes. <laughs> that is the challenge, how you yeah. make us laugh through that. Well, and that's yeah. why you cast it like that. I mean, it's interesting because it's like Andy Pryor cast that, who's done Doctor Who with us for years, and it is cast to death. I mean, if you had one of those actors, if you just had Rory Kinnear, you go, right, that's a lead actor. If you just had Russell Dunn, if you just had Henry, one of those actors could be the lead. So we actually said at the beginning, we've got to get lots of these actors, so you love them. Lots of lead actors as an ensemble, so you love them, so you keep coming back for the family, because I think there's a danger if you chat in the office the next day, and go, ooh, it's all about politics, it's all about artificial Chinese islands. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, so you've got to love the lions, and that's why they're called the lions, because that old series, Life with the Lions, there was an old soap opera many years ago. Mm -hmm. I almost considered calling it Life with the Lions to, to resurrect the title, just but decided not to, but... You know, it's, 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 yes, come back, please, for that family and love them. You know, come and see Anne Reed. Anne Reed battling with her daughter. Anne Reed and, and, and Muriel and Celeste, their little battle has wonderful, huge yeah. journeys to go on, those two. But I love that digital daughter. I mean, yes. That's yeah, 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 yeah. That's on imagine. its way, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's lovely. I mean, that, that Lydia, that's her first television ever. And, and it does, we do go through another 15 years, by the last episode, she's a fully grown adult, and her performance is absolutely beautiful. It's that, and I think it's worth saying, she's a very troubled individual. I'm quite happy sort of saying, that's a very happy story in the end. It's that mm. she survives and comes good and doesn't abandon, abandon her transhuman principles at all. It's like she's just a kid in that first episode, and actually she grows up and comes to terms with it, and is very, you know, it's, it's many surprising things happen in that story, but she's, she's a good girl in the end. I but the that. other reason people watch it is because we love to hate people like Viv Rook, don't we? Yes. We'll Emma just Thompson. love it. Emma Thompson, can you believe? Um, I, I couldn't I believe it. I know, I, I know, I know. Well, uh, but do we hate them, though? A lot of us do vote we? for her, exactly. them. You know, it's, that's what's happening now. And she's the only one who looks straight at us. Yeah, it's worth saying that she doesn't just appear on television. It kind of looks in episode one like, like we shot everything in a day <laughs> against the green screen. A bit of that. But um, she does that. It, it's, very, it's, it's a tricky drama to write because you know, how often does a normal family meet Boris Johnson or meet Nigel Farage or meet um, Marie Le Pen or something like that. So it's quite carefully measured throughout the series. There are three meetings. Three, and every time that changes, the story, there are three significant meetings that the Lions have with Vivian Rook, and, um, and they're great scenes. I mean, Rory Kinnear has a scene with her. That's two acting titans, Rory Kinnear and Emma Thompson in a room, and that's, that's a fantastic scene. So there's, there's good stuff to come. It's that she does interact with the main cast as well. So what was the BBC's reaction when you first talked to them about it? Well, they were, do you know, it's, it's, it, uh, partly um, Piers Wenger took over as head of drama, and I've got to say, he gave a speech when he became head of drama saying, I want different stuff. Um, he said, this is the BBC and I want stuff that you wouldn't think of as being primetime drama. I want to extend the range of what primetime drama does, which is exactly what a writer wants to hear. And so you go, right there, there we are. Like, <laughs> it's time to do that. And he was very supportive of it. It's like no one, no one gets commissions things immediately. It was, um, it took a lot, it took about a year. No, it was about six months of the script going to and fro. It was a lot more. They were right. It was, it was a lot. 
it was kind of a darker drama. The darkness of what was happening to the world was inside the Lyons family as well. And it took like six months to go, oh, right, if they're much warmer, then that's a nice contrast to the world. Initially, there was a lot more hostility within the family. They were much more jagged as brothers and sisters, you know, in the way that brothers and sisters are. There was more arguments going on. So that was a good move. But then it was, it was truly, it was the night of Donald Trump's election. It was that awful night, awful night. I was in Swansea and, um, and I sent peers an email saying if he's elected if we wake up tomorrow and he's been elected this is when i should write this drama mm. and he emailed back going yes i was like yes mom's <laughs> brilliant i remember going for a walk that night going for a walk along the mumble seafront i left the house and they were like oh it'll all be fine it'll all be hillary clinton and it was the windiest night it was stormy that night it was if anyone remembers that night there was a proper squall brewing up and it was amazing i went and walked along the mumble seafront all the yachts the metal pulleys were rattling against the the, the, the masts, and I literally thought, I honestly thought, oh my God, he's going to win. And I got back home, and it had turned, and, and he was on his way, that great force of evil in our lives, truly. Mm. It's like his election is, is the greatest historical event we will ever live through. And I do think he'll get a second term. I'm absolutely convinced. And um, who knows where it'll end up. So it's time to put that on screen as well. And will there be a series two? Oh, it's it's only conceived as a one-off. I've got to say, really? it's 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 mm. all that cast is. If someone wants to drive a truck full of money to my house, then I'll just <laughs> <laughs> I'll change my mind. But it's like I mean, some massive things happen. It's like when you get to the end, I'm not quite sure how you do a series two. But but so it it has been mentioned. I mean, I've got to say it's fairly to the BBC because that is a contentious piece that is mm. criticizing Trump and saying a lot about the world and criticizing China as well. And um. And, and, and they love it. They're supporting you know, it. You've seen the trails on telly and screenings like this. They absolutely love it. So they're, they're very... It's wonderful. It's wonderful to have I that think, support. I think you've struggled to refuse to do another Well, series. I wonder... Wait till you see the end. They don't all die. It's obliterated. In heaven. Series two in heaven. That doesn't happen. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, we'll see. Anyway, I don't even... I, mm. I don't care at the moment. It's okay, like, it's fair just, enough. Yeah. Um, how do, you, how do you view it? I mean, you're sitting here watching it for the nth time. What, mm. what, what does it feel like watching well, it when it. it's, it's been marvelous. in your head for so long? Marvellous. <laughs> two thumbs, you see? Yeah, yeah. I do, I'm sorry. I only, I only do this job because I love my own stuff. Yeah, quite right. But if I didn't, I'd be like, oh, no, and you see the faults as well. Oh, I wish I'd done this. I wish I'd done that. There's all sorts of things. that. But no, I love it. And, and it's a great team. Karen's here tonight. The producer was, was Karen. Karen, where are you? It's, it's like, I mean, what a production. And that's hard Absolutely. work. I've got to say, that's done on quite a normal television budget as well. That's really, and I hand in these scripts. There was riots and nuclear explosions at the end. It's just the start of what happens. And, and, and Karen and her production team have done extraordinary things mm. really really mm. extraordinary things so it's it it's keeps being epic all the way through so if you had written it 20 years ago when you first mm. thought about it and you were a younger man and the world was a different place how different would it have been god so what was happening 20 well, whatever was happening 20 years ago i mean there is a point that was before 2008 we were calmer it's like the, the, that banking crisis in 2008 doesn't mark a turning point in history, I think. Mm. What was happening 20 years ago? What was but I'm happening talking about then? you as well. Oh, me? Mm. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, 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 I'd have just have had lots more people having sex in it 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. That's terrible. <laughs> that is what I was writing then. That is what I was writing. Yeah. Um, but, you, you, know, managed, 20... you managed quite apocalyptic well, uh, well, sex uh, in this one. I know. Yeah. I hope when the four-minute warning goes, Russell Tovey runs to me for sex. <laughs> <laughs> All I've, I've figured that. <laughs> Wish fulfilment on screen. <laughs> 
Um, can I ask you a more sort of general question? You've, t you've talked, I think you've often quoted, and I can't remember who it was who originally said it, that a moment's imagination is worth a lifetime of experience. I don't know who said it, yeah, but it's I good, I think there's it? some American in the 19th yeah. century who's laying claim to it, but I'm not sure if that's true. But, but it's also the, the old kind of mantra about writing is write what you know. And I just wonder, thinking about this, mm. yeah, how much of it is is imagination, and there seems to be a lot of things you know in that piece that are about stuff you've, you've felt and experienced. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, it's funny, it, it, it's a battle, that thing of write what you know, and mm. you can imagine anything, and, and I think we're in a funny age of identity politics at the moment, where there's, there's a great argument to say write what you know, because there are a lot of people who haven't got to express what they know. You know, the types of, 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 of black and ethnic writers and women writers who have been unheard for centuries. So that's a huge rising tide. It's, maybe it's in danger of swinging too far to sort of say, um, uh, therefore you can only write what you know and I'm not entitled, you know, I wouldn't be entitled to imagine Celeste. And, 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 and I love, you know, one of my favourite things in this is that I worked hard with Tania and that, that she breaks into like Jamaican patois and stuff like that. And it's like, there's two women in this that break into a Jamaican patois and I, that's, one is unusual. I think having two of them is great. Uh, on BBC One, uh, it's, it's great. So it's like, um, you write what you know, and yet you've got, and yet the urge absolutely these days is to be more diverse. Mm -hmm. Which, is, and I think that's, it's, I do think it's my job and my responsibility to be diverse. And in terms of its diversity, that's just the beginning. It's like there is, there's a lesbian couple who haven't yet met in there. There's a transsexual character who, and not Bethany, she's transhuman. You've seen a transsexual character there who will transition over the course of the series who just haven't revealed themselves yet. So um, there's a lot more diversity to come. I hope, which is just a modern family, I think. So, mm. so it, that's me imagining stuff beyond my experience, and yet it's also imagining stuff that I know because that's what my family is like. My family has a barbecue like that and argues with each other. So it's 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 both at the same time. Mm. I'm going to throw it out to the audience now because I know there's lots of people desperate to Row come in. in. Can you put your hand up? Uh, no one. No, we're all awed. We're all worried about the future. Oh, so worried yeah. about the future. We don't want to ask a question. <laughs> right over here. Uh, any more, just so I can line them up? Can't see. Oh, and there's one in the front row as well. Is it on? Oh, hi. Okay. Hi. Um, I just wanted to ask, um, how do you like manage to still keep it optimistic? Because I imagine that you, you know, and as writers, often we like kind of research into kind of dark stuff, which can mm. be quite depressing. Mm. But especially with your work, I always feel that there's a very humane element and it's it's got a you know it's hope in it so how do you keep that in your work yes i kind of think that's the point to make there is i have to say there are very very dark episodes to come some terrible <laughs> things do happen to this family and, and you've got to stick with it but equally and but equally they do survive um and i kind of think i kind of think i think that's the point when you're i think life in life you die <laughs> unhappy endings are just built if you get you have the happiest married couple in the world one of them will die first it's like it, life life takes care of unhappy endings so I kind of in fiction I've always thought if you work hard as part of the point of is to is to get happy endings into things because they're hard work they are harder work than unhappy endings it's very easy to write tragedy it's not that's that's not fair but it's it, it, it's it's something to strive for and I think and I believe in it it's I do believe that you go to a funeral and you have a laugh and there's a great human survival in Instinct, and I like having a laugh, and so it's kind of it's kind of me coming out in that sense. Um, and and there are a lot of other writers writing tragedy as well, so you've got to find your own space and your own turf. And thank you for saying that because I, I do think 
yeah, I do think I've got an area to work in there, and I like it, and I think I do it well. So um, it's something. One day I'll write something completely <laughs> tragic, and it's like it's, I won't though. It's like because no, yeah, why? Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Um, somebody down here, and after that, anyone else? You're getting a microphone. There we go. Here comes a microphone. In the front there, Sam. There we are. Hooray. Hi. Um, it was great. Four stars. Um, <laughs> just four. Just the four. Uh, you've got. Uh, I just wanted to ask. Um, yesterday, the UK government became the first uh, national parliament to declare a climate emergency, um, and the scientists across the world are saying we've only got another 11 years um, to sort out this crisis. So, given that we've now jumped in the first episode to five years from now. And is it six episodes? Is this six season? episodes. Yeah, so by the end, we'll be 10 years in the future. At the end of this, um, how much uh, how much of a role does the changing climate play, if any, in this It's in, in there. Season? It is in there. And the whole, at one point, the whole of episode five was set. It rained in every single scene, but we couldn't afford it, so we had to take it out. <laughs> <laughs> Remember? It's that, you know, it, it costs that sort of stuff. But Edith, it is in there. Edith arrives home in episode two with, with my favourite speech in the whole thing, where where someone they, they all have dinner and she, they say, you know, what's happening? What's happening? about climate change? She goes, well, it's too late. It's like it's it's. We told you ten years ago. We said we've got to sort out the climate. Ten years ago, we've got to sort out the rainforest. Ten years ago, we sort out flooding, and and it's we've missed all our deadlines, and it's just too late, and it's all going to happen, and we're going to burn, and we're going to flood, and we're going to drown, and, and she says we won't die. The human race won't die. I love this speech. I know it off my heart. Says, we won't <laughs> die. We will survive. The human race will survive like living on plateaus in little huts and we might have a computer in one hut that you can go to once a week and look things up and then you go back to tending your little patch of corn in the rocks and and, and you might be humming songs by the Beatles or by Elvis but they're just like old folk songs from years ago. So yes, that's optimistic isn't it? <laughs> so it is in there and, and even in the last scene they're talking about the weather so it's in there, it's, it's a very, it's, it, it's interesting. It only goes 15 years into the future because, partly because that's when you'd have to start changing actors. Hmm. It's a, that's when, you know, you, we don't bother much with prosthetics and, 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 and grey in the hair and stuff like that because I think 15 years, there's a little bit of that. It's a very clever makeup department that just little changes all the way through, but not so much that you're just staring at the prosthetics. So there's very little. 15 years is kind of the limit. And also I felt 15 years is kind of the limit climate-wise, so when things will probably start to change. And, and, and also politically, that where more massive movements will take over, because it's still kind of within our recognisable world. That's the interesting thing about second series. You have to say, right, things are really changing now, and, and will change, I think, and not for the better. So, um, and that, that is actually the conversation we are having about a second series. How on earth do you do that? If it needs to rain every episode. If you don't, if you watch The Good Fight on... Um, Oh. More faults is one of the, the best series ever made. They're now doing it a season which it rain it rains every single episode, every single episode of that mm. it is raining outside, and they haven't mentioned it. They haven't said why. They just that's them doing climate change. Just really, they're studio sets, so it's actually quite easy to just construct a rain machine in the background. But that's brilliant. I think that's inspired of them. So there are ways of doing it. So yes, it's on its way. Hi, Russell. Great. Hello. Um, I have a more generic question about writing and producing. So I'm writing and producing my first project ever. It's a play, it's going to the Edinburgh Festival, and I'm now under contract. And I've lost all of the passion and the joy for it, and it's become all about the money, what? which I never anticipated. It wasn't that it's, much money, was it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it has, and I've 
got to deliver, you know, payments to the venue and all of this and worry about promotion and accommodation. And it sucked the fun out of it. And I'm wondering, on your own projects, how do you keep that joy and that passion alive? How much money do you think you've been using? <laughs> no, it's not that. I'm raising my own budget, so I'm self-producing. Right. And it's my first written project. And it stopped being fun. Oh, yes. It's never <laughs> fun. Yes, right, that's fine. It's, it's never fun, really. It's hard work. It's proper hard work. It's tough. Yeah. What you've got to do now is, is that's real. Your job is real now. Yeah. And there's money and there's pressure and there's deadlines. And um, if you can't cope with it, you just better stop now because it doesn't get better. It's like, I think you should, it doesn't. It's like, why do you think I'm optimistic in the script? <laughs> Life is terrible. And um, seriously, I mean, if you imagine, if you imagine, I think when people are starting out and they start writing and they start producing things, I think they kind of imagine their heads, you'll reach a plateau. I'm obsessed with the word plateau at the moment. Everything's, but they'll reach a plateau where everything gets fine. It never does. It just gets harder and harder and harder. And if you're successful, it'll just get harder and, and that wall gets more and more vertical and, you just, and, and there are less holes to grip hold of and you've just got to keep going. So if you think you can't do that, stop now and have a nice life. So why is it... Why is Not the right advice to a young writer. Stop now. But it is. If you find it tough, it's like... But, but equally, you must... What are you on about? You must... Ne none, nevertheless, you must be sitting there at midnight with your script. Don't you love that bit? Well, there we are. So it's like, no matter how bad it gets, no matter how vertical it gets, you still, like I said, when I said at the beginning, oh, I love my own stuff, I genuinely do. I sit there and I get an enormous satisfaction after watching this. And a joy, it's not satisfaction, it's a horrible, a joy. I'm so glad that's got made. So if you hold on to that, then you'll be all right. Why do you, why do you say success makes things harder and harder? Because the, then you've got to be success, successful again, and there's further to fall, and you learn nothing. It's like every, people kind of think, when you're successful, they kind of think, oh, you know what you're doing now and they look at you like you know what you're doing in a meeting they go well Russell mm -hmm. what do you think this one I don't know um, because every single script is a brand new challenge every single script is, is another blank page everything you learnt on the last script is junked because it's new that's not quite true of course experience teaches you mm. stuff and tricks and stamina and the, you know, the knowledge that you can get there in the end that, 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 that's a good thing but um, yeah it's very very it's, it's like um, if I'm I tell you what, if I'm proud of one thing, actually, it's, and this is kind of never spoken about, because we're not allowed to talk about success in, Britain, in, any, in any arena, but I'm kind of proud of the way I've handled success, because I see a lot of writers who fall apart, and they go mad, and they hit drink and drugs, or they genuinely have little mental breakdowns, because success is really, really hard to cope with, because you're suddenly left sitting there going, why? Why is that successful? Mm. Who am I? Why, 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 why? Every writer sits there all day long saying, who am I? That's essentially what they're saying with on the page, whatever character they're inventing, whatever plot they're inventing. It's all—it's only you. You're the only source in the end. So you are essentially saying, "Who am I?" all day long. When that's suddenly successful, they go, "Who am I? Why?" Well, the question gets bigger. Really, me? And you have to cope with that. It's your job. But also, you—you you have to have fights for your script. You have to fight for it sometimes. You do. You yes, yes, yes. You do. Yes, that's true. I, I did at various. There were various stages of this where. It came to a halt a couple of times, um, uh, twice just before Christmas of, where are we, t t so 2017, Christmas 2017, it was like, no, it wasn't on, because uh, BBC kept on asking that question, before. why will people, the question that bugged everyone was why will people come back for the second week? 
which maybe they won't. I, you know, uh, I can't guarantee they will. That's How why could we. They went. not. I know. Well, they could. You know, they could. They could. All right, I've seen that, and oh, they all perished in a nuclear explosion, and and by, so you know, we can't sit here and guarantee that people will come back for a second week. Mm -hmm. So um, that question is still hovering over us, and that seems to be quite a frantic question in the television industry now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's always been a problem. It's always been a question. It's quite frantic at the moment. Every meeting for any channel you ever go to is now, why will they come back for the second week? Actually, statistically, it's true. There was always a drop-off in audiences in the second week. Always, just about every drama ever made, there'll be a fall for the second episode. But that's natural. I think you have to go, stop fighting that. That's, that some people will jump ship and just go with it. The faithful will stay, so don't mm. worry. Any more? In this row here. <laughs> Hello, my Hello. name's Lucy. Um, I think it's really uh, inspiring and refreshing to hear someone so down to earth. It's really, it's really nice to hear it because I think a lot of people are trying so hard to be something that they are not and I think it's nice to hear you, you're very real and it's, <laughs> it's nice to hear. Thank you. Um, but I was going to say, um, you know earlier how you were saying, we were talking about basically after 15 years you'd have to change the family. Yeah. Well, you, you know David Lynch with Twin Peaks? Yes. You could do something like that, you know, in many years. You could come back to Yeah. Them. You yeah, could yeah, do yeah. because could, you, yes. you have a style with the humour and it just works. That's it's true. really good. It's really interesting to watch. I'm looking for a new series. Got it. <laughs> Yay! I've got oh, it. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, I think you could do that. I mean, you could come back in 10 years kind of thing. Like, this would be cool You feet. could. I, like I mean, it could be feet. something yeah. different. Yeah, I mean, you've, yeah, done, yeah, yeah. you've done Doctor Who. You could be on another planet, you know, and do it. <laughs> yeah. We could have been on Mars by then. The Mars colony. <laughs> exactly. I'd come back and work with that cast again, I've got to say. It's yeah, like, you I could. Would... They could be all robots yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, no, very inspiring. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> We've got time for, I think, one more question. Uh, Make it a good one. We've got to go. Yep. If you'd written this 15 years ago and put Trump as the president, <laughs> when you were having that meeting, you'd have probably laughed it out. No one would have believed <laughs> it. So when you were imagining it's the true. future for this, what ideas did you throw out as, nah, never? I tell, I, interestingly, what I threw out was a third term for Trump. And, and interestingly, on The Good Fight, they've now started talking about that, which is they, they, that show is so brilliant. It's the only other show actually that's engaging with the modern world like that. And last week they said, what because it is, you'd have to change so many laws in America for a president to have a third term. In this, I think it's in the next episode, you get President Pence. So Pence takes over, and Daniel has a speech saying he's just a puppet for Trump, because I didn't quite have the nerve to say he'd get a third term. Now I wish I had, to be honest, because yes, there are laws. There are very, very fundamental laws in America preventing a third term. But as we see, he's chucking stuff out every day. So it's, you know, if you think, actually, this, I started writing this on the day he was elected, little did we dream how far things we were. Remember, remember then we all thought that the general consensus then was like, oh, he'll settle down now he's in office. Mm. Now he'll really buckle down. Remember we, we all said that, he'll, he'll do the job for real now and he'll behave. Little, we're just idiots. It's, and, and it's running way out of control. So um, yeah, I wish I'd done that. Now I think if I'd said in episode two, third term for President Trump, no one would have blinked. You'd all just go, yeah, that's likely. Blimey, <laughs> that's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Don't get chucked at anything else. What's it? Um, no, it's I, I slightly. I do watch it thinking I wish there was more climate stuff in it, and we did have to take some stuff out. Um, I do that does, especially with that extinction rebellion uh, stuff rising right now in the news. I kind of think, God, I wish we had a little bit more of that. But it is, it is there. It is, it is. We do have, we do have episode five. But it's interesting. By the time we hit episode five, which is 
2027. Because I think that episode feels very much like today. By the time you hit 2027, it does start to feel different. and We do start to have the British population being moved uh, because there's, there's flooding, uh, the 80 days of rain, that's what we have, we have 80 days of rain and there's coastal erosion. And so you get busfuls of British refugees within Britain rather than Ukrainians coming in, etc. So um, yeah, maybe I'd have done that on a bigger scale if I could have, but I'm very happy with what I've done at the same time, so yeah. Thank you. Good question. Well, thank you all. I think. What's I think the film that's on now? What's happening? What's on in here? Uh, don't know what is it. A long came Polly. I love that I'm film. Sure. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? <laughs> I love that film. Um, it usually is. <laughs> thank you all so much. Thank you to BAFTA. Thank you to Chapter. But most of all, yes, thank, thank you, Russell. Hey, thank you. Um, um, I'm going to say someone. Someone did ask me if I'd sign their book or something else, so I'll go and sit in the, in, the, in the bar, and if you want, if anybody, look at me flogging myself, please, please, someone ask me for an autograph, please. <laughs> but if you do, sit, I'll be out there. So Don't go, forget, you can watch away. it all over again on May the 14th, yes. 9 o'clock? Yes, 9 o'clock. BBC One.